Hi, I'm Peter Anthony. And I'm Steve Angel. You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life. Welcome to this 12th episode of Men With Spirit at Radio Karam. If you're listening to us live, you already know that you can listen to the show via the Radio Karam app at 4pm on Thursdays. You can also grab the podcast versions of the show with or without our selected music within a day or so. And you just need to look for the Radio Karam uh, feed on your favourite podcast platform. Needless to say, we'd love you to listen to the whole show, including the music. Um, in these episodes, we explore what it means to be a man today. And we look at the issues that can prevent men from showing up fully in the relationships that most matter most to them. And we delve further into the work we do at our weekly men's groups meetings where we encourage men to get out of their heads and into their hearts. It's Peter Anthony here, and for this show, my usual co-host, Steve Angel, can't be with us as he's participating in an, an intensive week-long training course, and he sends his apologies. So for this show, I'm pleased to welcome back Brett Whittle. G'day, Brett, and how are you going, mate? Yeah, g'day, Peter. Yeah, I'm well. I'm well. Thanks for having me back. Good. Good. We'll have a... Um, for those that weren't listening last week, uh, we, we went into a bit of detail of your background. Perhaps you could just uh, explain a little bit about um, who you are, your background, and what you do these days. Uh, okay, sure. Well, for the last 25 years or so, I was a teacher in primary and secondary schools. And these days, uh, I'm an accredited medium spiritual counsellor and as you, you know recently a uh, facilitator of a couple of men with spirit groups down here in Gippsland. Okay what else do you get up to? Um, anything else? Oh, <laughs> I've got many hats. Carpentry. Um, <laughs> Good. Whenever What's we, uh, the thing you're, uh, you're most passionate about? Most passionate? Oh, probably my, my counselling work I'd say there Peter. Counselling yeah. and uh, giving readings it's um, yeah it's a joy doing that spiritual work. Good. And that includes now your men with spirit work, uh, running the groups. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now we had a terrific time. Good. How did, um, how did uh, I was with you, of course, but how did the, uh, what's your take or what, what feedback have you had on the, um, the first uh, meeting you had at Minion last Thursday, which was just after our radio program, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. How did that yeah. go? Yeah. Yeah, it was excellent. Exactly. We had a, a lovely bunch of guys turn up. And, um, you know, as with any uh, initial meeting, um, you know, nerves nerves were there, but very quickly subsided. And, um, yeah, it was a very open discussion by the, by the end of the night. The guys were um, very keen to get to know, know each other and, uh, and enjoy my lovely cake. So. <laughs> Well, that was the thing I was most impressed with <laughs> was your uh, cooking or culinary ability. I think uh, I, I'd have to say I'd had uh, at least two slices of a, a beautiful, what was it, an apple cake or something? It was, it was bloody delicious. And I, lots of cream over it, which I probably shouldn't have done, but it was, that seemed to be uh, work wonders with the guys after we had an informal supper after the, uh, after the meeting finished. Yeah, yeah. Well, full credit to uh, Anna Stephanie and her almond cake. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a yummy thing. Yeah, but uh, what I was impressed with is um, uh, after we finished the meeting, we had the uh, sort of social gathering over supper. Uh, the guys didn't want to go. I mean, say no one had met each other beforehand, and it was just interesting, just the connections and the openness and the sharing, um, and the um, yeah, the mutual support that was going on. Some some of the issues that have been raised. I think uh, when uh, when we left, there were still guys standing out the front talking with them. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed, yep. So that yep. was really, uh, really gratifying to uh, to see that actually. So um, another another group starting in Lee and Gatha this week. We'll give people the details of that towards the the end of the show. But uh, good on you for getting that uh, that meeting going last week. Um, 
Now, this radio program tonight, today, um, you've nominated the topic overcoming negativity in your life. And uh, I must admit, when you raised this, it pushed a button in me because I, I reckon dealing with negativity and not feeling negative towards things and uh, rising, raising a, rising above, above it and trying to feel more loving is certainly a recurring theme that I've had. So uh, when you raised it, I thought, oh, this is a good one. <laughs> I thought this is very timely. Um, so why did you nominate this as the focus for this show? And, and what, is, what do you mean by negativity? Uh, well, I think you're right, Pete. It is. It's. I mean, it's the battle of our lives. It's one of the most perpetual battles we face is is to avoid negativity um, in all its forms. And I mean, personally, it's a battle, but it's it, it's it's one you know, at the micro and the macro level. Um, you know, with with what's going on in the world, it's very easy to to, to find yourself in a negative place. Um, and it's just got and so how, many. How does that express itself when you say find yourself in a negative place? What do you mean by that? Oh, just you can just be feeling glum about the state of the world. Um, yeah, I mean, concern for others, but but also just you know, it's that search for meaning. Um, we can get lost in what's going on for for us and and what's going on what's going on around us, and um, you know these feelings of, of unfairness and jealousy and and just it's just a, a myriad of um, of ways in which negativity can show itself. And it's sort of it's taught to us in why, many why ways. Why was me sort of thing and self yeah. and uh, why is this happening to me and all this type of stuff? Yeah, it's very uh, pervasive, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And we're, we're taught it. You know, it's, it's for a lot of us. You know, our parents model that. Um, and for, I know from from a number of people, it's 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 how you share. You know, it's it's a form of sharing. You share what's negative. And mm. in, in one sense, that's um, you know that can bring in equality, but it can also I mean that's just what you focus on, and you you know in that in that process you're drawing empathy, and it's you know that that yeah, empathy yeah. becomes its own little addictive cycle, and uh, not necessarily a positive one. No, and the uh, it's interesting how it can, as you say, can start off you know from what your uh, parents drum into you when you're younger or in the family situation, and someone gave me an example of even being um, say the youngest in a family for example, and how they're treated and how they're talked down to by the other siblings and the parents because they're purely because they're the youngest in the family. And um, it's, it's minor things that can happen, but they set up a, um, a self-view or view of yourself based on your experiences in childhood, and which leads to a, a negative view of yourself compared to other people. Yeah. So negativity can express itself in so many different ways, can't it? Indeed, indeed. Yeah, it's that um, that seeing yourself as a, as a victim or that that sense of unfairness. Um, yeah, look, it's it's just it's a cycle, <laughs> and it's it's a it's a very sticky trap that it's very easy to get caught in. Yeah, and often we don't want to face up to it. I think it's um, there's you may recognise it, but there's often um, an avoidance that you don't want to um, face up to something. So you're quite happy to wallow in sort of self pity and negativity, rather than um, uh, you know, confront it and deal with it. And what I find, and um, we'll get on to this later on in terms of some of the strategies for how you can deal with uh, negativity in your life. But what I value, although at the time I may not appreciate it, is when uh, friends that I, whose view I value um, pull me up on stuff and call me out. At the time, I might be really pissed and get really angry. But when I think about it, um, it's been done for the right reason and it can get you out of that mindset of woe woe is me and self-pity and um, sometimes we need that um, objectivity from someone we trust and we um, we whose opinion, opinion we value that sometimes we need that to get us out of that um, cycle of as you say self-pity and uh, woe woe is me yeah 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 it's certainly a sticky pattern it's certainly um and it becomes it can be quite uh, addictive and you, you you can just 
um, veget you know, re regurgitate the same negative story to itself and then justify those those feelings of unfairness and the you know the indignation with, with just how unfair things are. Um, yeah. But giving yourself, I mean, from a spiritual perspective, when you when you stand back and look at the karma that you that you're facing, it's it's often then you can make sense of it and and see that well, this is actually helping you grow and this is a, this is a challenge that you you're meant to overcome and it's this is making you a better person through experiencing these difficulties and, and finding a way to overcome it. Mm. It's it's interesting if you look at negativity uh, from your from your own viewpoint. It's there are a whole range of um, issues to do with your own negativity in terms of what you believe about yourself and your self pity and your avoidance, your sense of unfairness and inequality, and the anger that flows from that, and seeing yourself as a victim and and all those sort of things. So that's your own negativity and how that frames your um, your view of the world and you come across as a negative person because of all that. So there's that construct. And then if we look at the next thing is, okay, if I'm feeling that way, what do I project onto other people? So it's this um, negativity um, that's projected outwards to other people into other situations. And someone expressed it um, on a previous show as sort of a, being a, an energy vampire or something where you're... Um, uh, sucking up energy from other people because of your negativity so it's it's the effect that your negativity has on other people yeah. and because yeah. of that people say well hang on i don't want to. we'll come back to this later on as a strategy for dealing with this but if you're faced with someone who's negative and they're that's all they're projecting and they have this abiding sense of negativity um do you want to be around someone like that no no. Um, so like attracts like is one of the things we uh, subscribe to. So therefore, if you've got someone who's being continually, because we're all negative at some stage, and, and we'll come around to that later on, but um, if you've got someone who's continually negative and don't, doesn't want to get out of that state, then they become uh, someone that you don't want to be around. Yeah. So you're not yeah. doing yourself any good by being that way. So... So we start off with you as a, an individual and what you think of yourself and your own sense of negativity. And then you get to the stage where you're projecting that out to other people. Then there's the very um, interesting and per, uh, pervasive sense of negativity that comes from, from others or from um, uh, big picture issues where there's a lot of negativity directed towards people that have certain beliefs or whatever. And there's you can get um, uh, affected by the negativity of other people, but also larger issues in society that can affect you in, in terms of your own um, beliefs and values and your, your own sense of who you are and um, your sense of your own worth can be challenged by negativity directed at you. So it becomes an issue of how do I deal with the negativity that's thrown at me? Um, so they're, they're big issues and they're issues that either you're projecting out or you're potentially soaking up yeah. and um, it's, you're either a sponge for negativity or you say, hang on, I don't want to accept this and what you have to say about me is not valid. I don't accept it's valid. So therefore, I'm not going to soak, soak it up. Um, so you can see how negativity and this is why i think it's such a good topic that you've put on the agenda today brett is um negativity uh, affects you in so many different ways both in terms of what you emanate or, or share with other people as well as what you take in so having a good understanding of what negativity is and how to deal with it really is uh, fairly fundamental to having a more loving fulfilling and purposeful life yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, look, Pete, there's so many, so many great points you, you just mentioned there. Um, that that projecting of negativity and you know what you say, what, what you talk about to others, but you also what you rob. You know, you're robbing people of, of, of the positive and, and and the loving energy that that you have to give. Absolutely. Um, and I'm not soaking up. There's that, that lovely saying. It just reminded me about. Um, other people's opinion of you is is none of your business. 
And it's just a, a great <laughs> one to remember. I like that. What is it? Other people's opinion of you is none of your business. Be <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so good. Um, yeah. And it's interesting at the moment with all the stuff that's going on, how um, sort of communities of common interest seem to be coming together around uh, beliefs and values. And it's interesting just in this current election campaign how a lot of people um, um, perhaps for the first time have to, have to sit back and really make some decisions about their values. And I think a lot of people are being encouraged to um, seek out and um, uh, quiz candidates on their values and what they stand for and about integrity and are they going to be um, held accountable and for what they say and what what if they are elected what values are they going to take into to parliament uh, if they're purporting to represent the community um, are they going to be held accountable for their views to the community um, so there seems to be a lot of more emphasis placed around values and beliefs at the current time because of the election perhaps and uh, just throwing up some interesting discussions about uh, are you, who wants to be my representative, are you part of my tribe? Do we share common values? So this idea of always voting for the same party, which I've tended to do throughout most of my life, um, uh, that's called into question. And I think people are looking for the, the person that's standing to represent them and their values and are they a positive or negative person are they an angry person or are they someone who's got a passion for um, um, equality and fairness in society or whatever yeah absolutely absolutely it's um i don't know i'm first i'm a bit dis disillusioned with the, uh, the political debates it's, it's so on that point it's so easy to say look i'm sick and tired of all this negativity that's constantly thrown at me so i'll just tune out but in some respects i think i'm, I'm being a bit machiavellian here i, I think in some respects um uh, the powers that be want you to tune out they want us to be apathetic not to be involved and not to be engaged in the discussion so um I really um, encourage people to just think in terms of um, the values that are important to them and elect representatives that truly represent them, whatever that may be. I'm not saying one way or the other. I just think um, do that. Yeah, certainly. certainly. But, but politics and the current election campaign is a really good example of negativity being thrown at us from so many different quarters and you can understand why a lot of people myself included as soon as a politician comes on i, I tend to turn it off because i think there's going to be nothing but but um what shall we say untruths or whatever or something thrown at us that, that's meant to divide divide us in terms of our beliefs but but you know we do need to make some decisions so we all need to make our own value judgments on the people that we want to represent us. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't really intending that we'd start talking about the politics or whatever, <laughs> but, it, but it's a really good example of negativity in practice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So let's avoid negativity, Pete, and not discuss politics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so in terms of what, negati what negativity is and why you wanted to bring it up as an issue, do you feel we've covered that uh, as, as well as you'd like to in terms of opening things up yeah look it's just it's just such a perpetual battle and it's and the more mindful we become and more aware of your thinking patterns and the negativity that, that you you do have because we all we all got it mm. um the, yeah the, <laughs> you'll be surprised just uh, just how deep it goes and 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 being aware and, and making a really concerted effort to uh, to drag yourself out of that it takes a lot of work and it's um you know it's a real nub of um personal growth yeah but when you do and you get into that loving space or that space of greater purity put it that way um you just feel so great you, you can leave all that crap behind <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless you start beating yourself up for not being in there <laughs> and, and around you can go so it's 
yeah, it's a tricky one. Okay, Brett, so perhaps here we could um, pause for our first music selection, which is um, a, a rousing song that deals very much with not letting the past define you, uh, learning from your past mistakes, uh, new beginnings, and the potential of growing in love. I find this uh, particular song very empowering and it personally helps me to move out of self-pity and I often play it. So Marcus, can we please now hear Edith Piaf's English rendition of her very powerful song, No Regrets. My name is Ossane. I come from Martinia, and you are listening to Radio Carom. Welcome back. You're listening to Men with Spirit on Radio Carom with Peter Anthony and Brett Whittle. And today we're discussing overcoming negativity in your life. And uh, apologies for that noise before. I was, didn't realize my bit of paper was causing a bit of interference. But from our discussion so far, we can see that negativity can take many forms. But uh, some would argue that we should pretend that negativity does not exist in our lives to just purport to be positive or optimistic all the time and that negative thoughts and actions don't creep into, our, into the lives of all of us. So we would argue it's uh, the reality is that negativity is there, but it's how we choose to deal with this negativity that matters most. Let me uh, share a story if I can, Brett. Um, sure. A while back, a friend of mine, Victor Purton, who heads up the Centre for Op Optimism, happened to call me when I was at a philosophy conference being held in Vietnam, uh, which was being facilitated by Ian and Pearl Rogers. And uh, he, he knew, uh, knew Ian. So as is his habit, Victor asked me, could I request quotes from both Ian and Pearl on the topic of what makes you optimistic? So I thought it would be useful in the context of today's discussion, Brett, to share Ian's response. And what Ian had to say was as follows. Optimism and pessimism are misconstrued terms that box people into being believers that either good or bad will happen to them in their lives. No person is always positive or negative towards life. The solution to living life is deeper than an either or. If you are one of the few people who have an accurate understanding of what you are meant to achieve in this life, then living life is both easier and more accountable. You see that the bad that happens, mostly due to the actions of others, as learning experiences for the good to come. Moreover, you know that whilst there is more bad than good, the feeling of the good outweighs the many bad experiences. Lastly, good things in your life are not always the things you want to happen, but those that need to happen so as to allow you to fulfill your purpose for being here. Hence, if there is a place for optimism, it is the fervent and ongoing belief that what happens to you in your life is to allow you to grow as a person and fulfill the reason you came to earth. That was Ian's quote. Now, if this was an examination, Brett, I'd say, Please discuss. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, that's just, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, that's just so well expressed and um, just some beautiful concepts in there. Um, the notion of facing your karma, 
the notion of that you've got a purpose here that, that you're meant to so, achieve. Sorry, and, facing your karma, what, what does that mean? Um, that, that that you come, you know, so everything that happens to you this life, you, your, your karma is from one particular life um, previously, not necessarily the last one, but a previous life. So and, it's obviously tied in with that is the idea of that uh, reincarnation that, that you lead multiple lives. Is that the sort of concept? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, you've got people that you owe debts to and then you've got learnings that you need to face along the way. Um, so some of these negative things that will happen will, will you know, in the broader picture will, will be helpful. Will make you a better, hopefully more, <laughs> more loving person. Um, the other key one in there that, that I, I find very powerful is, is the notion that um, good experiences are, are so much more powerful than negative ones. Um, and so it, it doesn't matter so much that you know you may have more negative experiences than than positive ones, but the strength and the, and the power and the energy of those positive experiences just lasts, and it just it's so much more powerful. And you can go back and draw energy from it, and the, the impact that it has spiritually, energetically, it's just it's so much more significant than than the negative. So is yeah. is that your experience? Um, that's a spiritual concept that, that um, uh, we've explored, and, okay. and yes, certainly. Like, the, I had this um, experience where I just realised the um, this the energy that this person I was interacting with just this lovely, uplifting smile, mm. and it's something as, as simple as that, and just the, the power of that, and and the, the the energy that radiated just uplifted me and made me excited and made me more energetic and it was as simple as, as a as a genuine happy smile and it was so powerful and, and like i walked away from that evening and just just replaying that moment of wow that was that was amazing yeah i totally get that i was, I was saying to someone a little a while ago that um when i'm doing uh, healing work or when i'm, when I'm doing the men with uh, women spirit meetings uh, and something good happens or i see something positive happens um it really uplifts me. So that, that concept of using our abilities to help other people and the positive impact that can have and that sense of upliftment um, and that you're on purpose, if you like, uh, is so powerful and that um, sense of um, uh, well, fulfilment, upliftment and fulfilment is just um, amazing. So... Uh, it does propel you. So when you do have a lot of down times, um, it, uh, it can be a very uh, positive thing to be able to draw on that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I totally get that. Yep. You mentioned the um, gifts, and, and, and I think that's a, that's a great one because so many people don't recognise what their gifts are. Um, and that example I gave was a classic one. This, this person certainly didn't recognise the, the power that they, they had in, in just when they were uplifted. Um, and it was certainly a gift and it was certainly something that was meant to be shared because it was just so radiant. So and how do people find out that they've got gifts and uh, that they, um, and how do you encourage people that have got gifts to, to use them? Um, I think that often has to be po pointed out because we're, we're very poor at generally recognising our own gifts. And, um, you know, you need some, some, op some open conversations and you, you need someone with a bit of insight who can perhaps point out some of your, your strengths, you know, and that might be a good friend, whoever it might be, but genuinely recognising what your gifts are. Um, and we, we, we just take them for granted, you know, softness, openness, genuineness. These are gifts that, that we just tend to underplay. And we, we need to um, uh, acknowledge people for their um, their uh, their gifts and make sure that um, they're using them. Yeah, so totally agree with that. Um, the, the, one of the points that was made in that quote for me and was that um, there's good, bad, positive, negative in in every person's life, and it's a matter of how you uh, deal with that. And when bad does happen. Um, whether you, whether you uh, see it as an opportunity for growth or a way of learning not to do that and not to repeat it and to uh, use it as a way of moving forward. Is that something you'd agree with or what? Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Um, just reframing what's what's going on in your life is, is such a powerful tool. Mm. And not not being overwhelmed by things. Uh, in, in this next song we're going to play, we, we had debated different um, options. And one of the songs that I'd suggested was um, the song by Kev Carmody, Paul Kelly and Titus, which was... Um, called from big things uh, from little things big things grow which is a very powerful song about um overcoming negativity on a on a larger scale which is about the uh, land rights issue and uh, it's a very empowering song about um it may take years and years and years but you can overcome something that um, that you perceive to be unjust and unfair but we decided to play instead a song that is very much about what you personally decide to do and how you view the world. And it really reinforces the point that um, having a different perspective can change your outlook entirely. So here's um, a song by the Waterboys called the whole of the moon. G'day everyone, I'm AC from Friday Night Frothies, also very involved in the sporting club. We're here today at the grand opening. Any opportunity I get, I'll be listening to Radio Karen. Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to uh, Men With Spirit um, on Radio Karam uh, with uh, Pete and Brett. And today we're discussing overcoming negativity in our lives. So, so far, Brett, we've uh, talked about what is negativity and why it's important to us overall in our life. And then we looked uh, briefly at the idea that um, good and bad uh, features of everyone's life and it's just how we deal with them and uh, react to it that uh, that matters um, what we'd like to do now is between us we put together a bit of a list of what are the, some of the practical things we could do to um, actually overcome negativity what are some of the things that have worked for, for us from a personal perspective to get out of uh, being negative um, so I'll, throw one in and we'll just between us tick off a bit of a list we've got going here <laughs> and, uh, the first one i had mate was um, music music as uh, an accompaniment to change and i think in episode three where we had uh, aaron brereton with us we talked about the idea of music being a powerful way of um, happy, uh, helping to facilitate change in our lives and looking at things differently and I've certainly found, and it's one of the reasons, I suppose, why we incorporate music to a significant degree in a lot of the work we do with Men with Spirit, because it does evoke different feelings in us and can move us to um, to a higher level of uh, consciousness, of um, uh, more loving. And, and certainly I find with uh, music, it certainly often brings me to tears and... Um, uh, an example we haven't included in, in this program, but I was, I was toying with the idea was is Schubert's Ave Maria, and that's a, a really powerful piece of music. That if you have people haven't heard it, um, there's some really good versions of that out there, and I've included that in our Spotify playlist for episode 12 that you can find on Spotify. Mm -hmm. um, What's your attitude? Like, you're also a musician, Brett. So what's your attitude to music as a way of overcoming negativity? Yeah, look, it's a great one, Pete. Um, I think, we were, as we were discussing, there can be a bit of a trap with, with using music to, to wallow in sadness as well. You can often find yourself just drawn to, to sad songs and, you know, you can sit there for a while. Um, and sometimes you, know, you don't even realise you're doing it. Um, yeah, yeah, because they're comforting. Sitting in sadness can be comforting. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you can sit and wallow with, with sad music, but it, it, it doesn't help you move forward. No, um, you need, you need to vent and you need, you need to, you know, get those feelings out. Um, yeah. And if you get the time for it and you, yeah. know, you need to, well, it's enough, enough. Let's move forward now. Yeah. And Let's catch go. yourself and come yeah. up with some music that's going to get you out of that state of yeah. mind. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what sort of music do you find really does that for you? Is there any 
that gets you into a more positive frame of mind. Yeah, look, I, I love a good Irish reel. <laughs> There's really? nothing like a good foot stomping uh, Irish reel to just, you know, you can't be sad doing one of those. You just can't. Yeah. <laughs> good on you. Um, any other, uh, what other suggestion would you make? Um, I guess choosing, who, you know, recognising who you want around you. Uh, making that choice to to reach out to positive people, uh, or in some cases disassociate from negative ones, um, you know. In some cases, just just avoid isolation. You know, it's very easy to um, to sit and wallow in your isolation and and avoid sharing that energy altogether. So being being aware and, and choosing who who you want around you and the energy that you want around you um, in your interactions. Okay, that's easy said than done. But what if you've got in your family or whatever, um, uh, or people you associate with at work that are negative, and you find whenever you get close to them, you, you can almost feel the energy being sucked out of you, sort of thing. Um, uh, it can be quite, you know, if you've had friends for many, many years, and then you basically make a decision. Well, I really don't want you in my life. I just find you you're too much of a drain, and you you bring me down. Um, they can be difficult decisions uh, and discussions to have, can't they? Yeah, well, and that's the reality. You know, friendships don't last forever. And how many really genuine, you know, connected friendships do we have? You know, but if we're honest, it's a very small number of, of really close people. Um, you mentioned the the workplace. Well, the, the workplace is a, is a terrific one for, <laughs> for teaching your tolerance and uh, having to deal with, with with negative people. So it's a great testing ground of your own values and, and being more aware of your own negativity and, and judgment of others. Um, I think perhaps someone with a more compassionate attitude, you can say, well, what's, what's causing this person to be negative and, and can you engage, can you help with them? And, you know, you can try it from that perspective uh, and give that a couple of goes. <laughs> and if you find, well, that doesn't work and you, you need to step back and distance yourself, well, that's what you need to do. Mm. I guess sometimes that, that might even mean leaving that workplace and going, this, this whole culture of this workplace, it, it doesn't align with me. Yeah, that's really, really good point. I was talking, um, without going into too much detail, I was talking to someone the other day who was in a workplace and they had come to the conclusion, they'd been there for a number of years, they were part of a team, and they'd come to the conclusion that the workplace itself was just permeated with negativity and it really was bringing them down and they made the decision at some uh, at some cost to uh, move from that workplace and go to uh, another team and uh, that was a big decision but they just came to the conclusion they, they just didn't need that negativity in their life yeah um Sorry, go on. Yes, go on. Yeah, just there's a good, uh, good spiritual quote on, uh, you know, there's that earthly idea that you know, we say, better the devil you know. Um, <laughs> but it's why have devils at all? You know, then yep, find yep. the courage to change and, and step outside that. Yep, absolutely. And, and that idea of finding people that more align with where you're at and your values, um, in effect, finding your tribe. And over time, as you as you uh, grow and evolve and your, your ideas change, um, the tribe you're, you're um, drawn to can change as well. And, um, and that's what we're finding why, why some of the guys join the men's group. They're looking for something more, that they have a deep knowing, that they, they want to be around men that share um, a different sort of beliefs, that uh, perhaps are more, uh, more loving, more open, non-judgmental, and that sort of thing. So that's why we find uh, blokes are joined, uh, are drawn to the men's group. And I was talking to someone the other day who's got a, a women's group going, and the same sort of thing, that people are seeking out others that share their values and beliefs that are, and practice what they preach. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another good example. Um, could I throw in there sort of using healing modalities that uh, that you may find that work for you and some examples that i've found certainly work for me to help in overcoming negativity uh, one of them is homeopathy and um, if you go to a good homeopath that knows how to use homeopathic remedies to address um, emotional issues uh, and it could include self-pity for example um, that they're 
that's very, very effective. And if you combine it with um, Hanuman healing, which is a form of emotional healing, that works very well. And uh, I know you certainly are very passionate on the spiritual counselling side of things, uh, Brett, in terms of that helping in, in terms of um, overcoming negativity. Have you got any other thoughts on those sorts of things? Yeah, yeah. I think one of the most powerful ones for me is that that decision to be more loving, uh, and just recognizing when when you're <laughs> when you're in that negativity, making that choice to 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 want to be more loving, you know, and that includes being more loving to yourself and more accepting of yourself and avoiding this self berating cycle that we can get caught in. Um, it's just it's such a, a toxic wheel to get to. <laughs> yeah, and what you were saying earlier on about you can get into this uh, pattern where you're so comfortable wallowing in self-pity or whatever it happens to be, but it's standing back and saying, no, I don't want this and I want more love and I want greater purity in my life. Um, it's making that choice and then really following through on it that's uh, critically important. Yeah, it's it's a very challenging one to, to, to even get to, I think, for, for a lot of us. And it's a very it can be a very throwaway notion. Well, I want to be more loving. Um, but then maybe that's, as you were talking about the men's group, it's, it's that power of that honest sharing and, and really recognising what our needs are and that we're not feeling fulfilled and why are we not feeling fulfilled and what do we really want to feel fulfilled? You know, those, those big questions that, that, that drive us and, and motivate us to change. Yeah, and can I throw another one in there that uh, I know you were a bit reluctant to say it, but it, I've certainly found it in, in my life that it's been very helpful is um, uh, getting a reading from a, uh, a medium um, that will give you a different perspective of what you're dealing with in your life and perhaps will will point out that some of the, um, uh, the negatives or the, the bads that uh, are in your life are there for a reason and they can give you a different perspective on that going forward. So... Um, any thoughts on on that as a way of overcoming negativity? Yeah, look, it, it, I, I didn't want to be uh, unashamedly self-promoting, but uh, well, you're, not only, you're not the only medium out there, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> look, a reading is an incredibly powerful tool, and and yes, it does give you a, a frame and a context for understanding your life differently. Hmm. Um, yeah, and it does. It, it's always for me a very uplifting experience uh, to share a reading with someone. Yeah. and see that they've made a real shift in, in where they're at. And it really is one of the, um, it fits under the umbrella, as far as I'm concerned, the umbrella of, of a healing modality. It's, help, it's about helping people to move forward. Yeah. Another technique that I've found works really well is the use of um, effective guided meditations to remove negativity. Uh, and in our member spirit groups, we uh, we tend to use some uh, guided meditations and a couple we've used are particularly good at removing negativity uh, and they're very powerful um, so yeah. I'd, I'd personally make that recommendation um, yeah. what other what other ideas have you got um, head down here looking at life differently but when you when you have an experience and it, it brings uh, that feeling of shame like you, like you've made a mistake that you're just ashamed of when you reframe that as to recognising that's that's a clash of your values and that's because you feel that shame, you're not going to make that mistake again um, and taking the positive. Well, I've learnt from that. Yes, that was a mistake and, yes, that hurts to, to look at that shameful thing I, I did or said. Um, Absolutely. but it, And it's getting the balance right because I've looked at things I've done in my life and I have, have shame, um, but do you go through the rest of your life belting yourself up for that or do you accept okay that's in the past i'll move forward i've learned from that and i won't do that again or do you keep you know, i was brought up a catholic so one of the, the great things uh, great characteristics or traits of uh, people that have been brought up catholics in my opinion is you have this uh, 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 feeling of guilt and shame and all this sort of thing and self uh, 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 the criticism. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying there. Um, the other one I look at is the idea of um, uh, just re recognizing these repeating patterns in your life and catching yourself if you're slipping back into old patterns of behavior. And I think we've covered that one. Um, 
another thing I'd throw in there is um, uh, asking, and I mentioned it before, asking trusted friends to pull you up if you are being negative. Um, none of us, well, certainly as far as I'm concerned, none of us set out to say, I'm going to be a negative person today or whatever. So um, uh, we don't intend to be. So if, and as you were saying before, Brett, that uh, you often don't recognise things, these things in yourself. So if you've got a trusted friend who you have an agreement with, perhaps you both decide between the two of you that uh, if one or other is being negative, that you'll pull them up and just point it out. And certainly when that happens to me, um, I take it on board and think, okay, good learning there. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, I recognizing you know or practicing gratitude and celebrating the, the good things you know it's very easy to fall into that negative self-berating mindset but taking a moment to just ponder what you what you do have and, and being grateful for what you do have and celebrating what you do have um, so how do you uh, how do you do that um, I make it a, a thing at night um, to reflect on my day and go back over, you know, what I did well in the day, what I didn't do well in the day, and what I need to be grateful for and, and more appreciative, um, you know, and that gives me opportunity to, to send energy and, and, and feel good about that. And that's sort of a quiet reflection? You don't journalise or anything like that? Some people do, but not for me, no. No. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's just a quiet reflection at the end of the day. I'm... But you've built that into your routine each day to do that? Yeah, yep. And if it's not at the end of the day, then it's at the start of the day when I, mm. when I tend to wake. And... Good, good. Yeah. The other one you mentioned here was aim to reduce ego, greed, jealousy and envy in your life. Now, what, how do you go about doing that? That's a big one. That's a, that's a huge one. Um, and I, and I, I could, look, certainly from a materialistic perspective, it's, it's probably where we can easily recognise it. Um, you know, just not happy with our material status um, and recognising just the, you know, the, <laughs> the shallowness of, of that. Um, it's, um, it's wonders to look for because it can, it reflects itself in, in, in so many different aspects. Um, jealousy and, and envy and, I mean, I, I had one, you know, not currently with a partner and, I saw this this beautiful couple, and I thought, "Wow, that's just gorgeous." And there was a, it was just funny the the feelings and and, and uh, thoughts that went through my head. You know, there was first there was sadness, and then there was recognizing that oh yeah, that I, that I really want that, and and am I am I envious of that? I mean, do I want it? Um, yeah, I, I want it, but and then celebrating that in, in others. So just just recognizing the the thought processes that are that are positive and, and negative. Hmm. Mm. No, that's a, a good point. Well, I, are there any, um, we were trying to put together a bit of a list of things that could practically help in terms of overcoming negativity. Um, can you think of anything else? I'm sure there are lots of other things we could suggest, but we're just trying to come up with a, a list that we could share with people today. Well, I think as I look over, that's a pretty comprehensive list there. Right? There's, there's a good number of strategies for, for everyone to um, ponder and, and try to put into their life. And I guess the, the trick is to actually take take action and put some of these things in place. Yeah, and that that is the that is the thing to take action, and, and we can share these things at our group meetings and that sort of thing as well. But ultimately, it's up to each of us uh, to to take action, not just, um, in other words, to to uh, walk the talk. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Okay, look, where time's moving on uh, so quickly. We're running out of time. So, look, um, before we close with our final piece of music, we'd just like to touch on a few quick things. Next week, we will be uh, welcoming men to our regular Men with Spirit group gathering in Frankston, held each Monday uh, evening at 7 p.m. Uh, Brett, uh, I'll just quickly go through this as we're, uh, we're, we want to play a final bit of music. Um, on Wednesday the 18th, the first Men with Spirit group meeting in Liam Gather will be held at the Embody Clinic, 60 Bear Street at 7 o'clock. Um, and I hopefully will be joining you for that one. Um, Thursday the 19th, we've got the second Menion Men with Spirit group uh, held at 7 o'clock, same location. 
Um, both the groups meet fortnightly for about two hours, followed by a casual supper. If you're interested, register and come along. Uh, no contribution is expected on the first night. If you want to continue, it's just $10 a meeting. Um, all men are welcome at our gatherings. Uh, as you'd appreciate, uh, available spaces are limited. So it's important to please register in advance to ensure you have a, we have a place for you. And you can contact us via uh, Facebook or uh, Messenger at Men With Spirit or call us on one of the mobile numbers that are on the site there or call on 03901604111 and you can email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au. Um, we hope our discussion today has given you some ideas for overcoming negativity in your life. If this program has brought up any issues for you, for you please feel free to reach out to us. Um, as always, many thanks to Marcus Malkay here at Radio Karam, who does the behind the scenes magic and without whom the show wouldn't be possible. And can I put a quick plug in for radio for the Radio Karam Gala fundraising event being raised on the 24th of being held on the 24th of June? And there'll be more details to come on that. Brett, thanks, mate, for co-hosting with me today and best wishes for the two meetings next week. And um, yeah, any Pleasure. final comments from you? Pleasure, Peter. Thank you very much for your time. Good on you, mate. Great to have you here. We want to leave you on a bit of a high, so and to remind you it's never too late to turn things around, to view things differently, and to take positive learnings from past experiences. So until next time, be true to yourself. Uh, Marcus, uh, can you... Please take us out with Never Too Late from The Lion King by Elton John. Hi, everybody. This is Wit from Spiderbait. When I'm passing through Karam, aside from slowing down to 50 kilometres an hour and reminisce about doing the Eel Race Road Rumba or the Watley Street Wiggle, I like to tune in to Radio Karam and get down with the good vibes. <laughs>